Welcome to a PRN Moment for Nurses, a podcast created by nursing professionals to bring support and encouragement to nurses. This podcast is a collaborative effort of the three major healthcare systems in the Dayton, Ohio area, Kettering Health, Premier Health, and Dayton Children's Hospital. Today, I'm fortunate to be joined by Paula Reams, the Dean of Nursing at Kettering College in Kettering, Ohio. Full disclosure, she is also my boss because I'm a professor at Kettering College. Hi, Paula. Thanks for joining us today. I thought we'd get together and talk about nursing and you give me your perspective, how you're doing, how have you made it through the pandemic, being the dean at Kettering College, and some of your personal experiences regarding students and just nursing in general. So my first question is, why are you a nurse? This goes back to my childhood, of course. And it may get a little emotional here because I thought about this question quite that when you said it, I thought about it. And my mother was an occupational therapist. And I found out later that she really didn't like doing that that much. And she had always wanted to be a nurse. And I even followed in her footsteps a little bit when I was younger. I was a I went and was a candy striper. And if anybody remembers what that is, it's not a candy cane. It, it's a, it, it was a volunteer in the hospital. And back then we had to wear these outfits that were red and white striped, so they called us candy stripers. It were a dress that you wore. And I did some areas where occupational therapy uh, people worked, and I hated it. (laughs) And I decided, "Mm, I don't think I really like this, so I asked to be put on other, other places, and they put me on floors where nurses worked, mostly. And I loved it. I would go in and see what the nurses did, and 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 I would go in and give my flowers or whatever it is that I was supposed to do for the day with the patients and actually sat and talked to some of them and really enjoyed that experience. And so when I talked to, went back to my mom, she said, I always wanted to be a nurse too. And I said, well, mom, why didn't you become a nurse? And she says, well, back then I didn't have a whole lot of money and the places they wanted me to go for clinicals, I couldn't get there. I didn't have a car. And the only place I could go was to the place where the occupational therapy students went. So that's where I, that's where I went. So she was very excited that I wanted to be a nurse. And so I pursued that. And um, back then, you could, as you can now, there were multiple ways of becoming a nurse. You could be an LPN. You could do a two-year associate degree. You could go three years for a diploma, or you could go four years for a BSN. My parents didn't let me know about any of them except for the BSN. (laughs) They wanted me to have the bachelor's degree because both of them had gone and gotten bachelor's degrees in their time in school. So I went and became a nurse through um, for a bachelor's degree at the University of Cincinnati. Go Bearcats! (laughs) 
Paula, that's a great story, um, very personable, and thank you for sharing that with us. So now you're in academia. Do you see that in the academia role so much different than being a nurse on the floor or being in other management positions? Well, I found that nurses aren't always very nice to themselves, each other. Um, that's something that I would love that we would work on better. And I am starting to see signs of that. And I think that is one of the positive things that have been coming out of the pandemic. I see some of us coming together to to support each other rather than pick on each other and um, not help each other. And so that was my, one of my goals was how can we get together as very smart women, because all of my faculty are women right now, how can we come together and be the best that we can be? Because of the research that I found is when women work together well, they are fantastic. When they don't work together, it's not so good. (laughs) So that was my goal. I don't know if we've reached that completely, but I feel that we have a cohesive group that is going forward to do great things. And um, I love the faculty. I enjoy working with them. I didn't think I was going to, but I do. I really, really enjoy it. It sounds like what you're saying is that education was your foundation and you built on that. And now you're out supporting nurses. So can you give us a personal experience, uh, either a student in academia or a nurse, that you have seen progress in the pandemic? Because this has been uh, a terrible time in history for us. And I believe that nurses are heroes, but also I believe heroes need care. Totally. Totally agree with that. Uh, Just recently... um Another pursuit, because I love to learn, um, I did go back and get um, a certificate as a nurse practitioner. And I currently work as a nurse practitioner as a resource nurse. And in that role, I work with uh, LPNs who are the the nurses who check patients in and and, uh, do their vitals and those kinds of things and help me out quite a bit with getting ready to see the patient. And I have one particular LPN that I work with who is just a gem. She is very, very smart. She figures out um, what's going on with the patient. And she has even interrupted me with another patient because she was worried about another patient, really, that was in terrible trouble. Um, She came out to me and said, Paula, I'm really worried about this this lady in here. She's confused. Her husband said she's been sick all day. Um, I just decided to, you know, check her um, oxygen level, and it is 80-something. I don't even remember what she said. It was pretty low. And I said, what would you do? I, I treat her somewhat like a student because I want her to go back to school. And she said, well, I would put some oxygen on her. And I said, yep, you better go do that right now. And she did. And I brought it up. She did better. And we went on with care. And she said, can I tell you what I would do next? And I said, yes, that would be great. And she said, uh, 
I think this patient should go to the ER. And I said, yep, this patient should go to the ER. <laughs> and um, it would be better if she went by squad, but her husband wouldn't, didn't want to do that. So they took her to the um, hospital. Um, and I followed up to make sure that that had happened. So I've been encouraging her to go back to school. She has started taking some classes, and now I just hope she decides to come to Kettering <laughs> because she, um, she's gone through this pandemic. She's very smart, and she can go and become an RN quite easily. That's a wonderful story, very positive. And I think we need positive stories in this pandemic because we see that depression is on the rise and suicide rate is on the rise. And I think nurses need encouragement and support more than they have needed in the past. So would you give advice to nurses and what would that advice, advice be at this point? That's a great question because I've even had to think about that for myself. In the, when the pandemic first started um, and got worse, uh, I've been asked over and over to work as, an, as a nurse practitioner. And I really had to make a decision of, I have two jobs, which, what is, what's more important? And at first, I thought it was taking care of these patients in this pandemic, but I've decided that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is for me to grow more nurses. And so for my self-preservation, you have to say no sometimes. And so instead of taking full shifts, I take half shifts. I asked uh, if I can be the second provider rather than the one by myself because um, it's overwhelming when you have 40 and 50 patients coming in. Um, and I have also said I can only take this amount of time for each one. And if they are that sick then and we're getting ready to close, they need to go to the ER. And there's nothing wrong with redirecting patients to the to the care they need. And so that's my self-preservation, and that's what I say to other, what I would say to other nurses. Sometimes you have to say no, or you won't be able to help anybody. I wanted to talk to you about the nursing shortage. You brought that up before, and we talked about um, just not having enough nurses to either do the job or come to work. And I know that being a travel nurse is very popular at this point, and hospitals are suffering because they don't have enough staff to take care of patients. So in your academia, I know that you have brilliant ideas about what we can do. Could you share some of that with us? Well, there are other ways to, to skin a cat, as you might say. Love it, love it. I would hate to see, and what, what hop, hospitals tend to do, and I've seen enough shortages, as probably you have too, they try to find other ways around having nurses caring for patients. And whenever they do that, patient care suffers. There is tons of research that shows that nurses are the main reason patients do well in hospitals and leave hospitals. Um, and I would hate to find other ways that are cheaper or quicker or um, um, not as safe 
as the nurse at the bedside. So uh, going around a nurse is not the way to do it. What The way to do it is to grow nurses in the first place, making sure that there are, uh, that we don't um, eat our young, that we take the, the people that are coming from, from being young, excited about nursing, uh, can't wait to take care of their first patient, and, and make that, keep that going. We want to make them nurses. We want to have them learn about what a nurse is, what the nursing profession is, how you think differently as a nurse. But on the same token, we don't want to squash that feeling of, of excitement. And what I see a lot of times are not the nurse educators, but the nurses on the unit because they're so tired and so exhausted. Um, not showing the enthusiasm that that they need to bring these uh, new people in and squashing some of their ideas. Um, one of the things that I have tried to do, even with my own faculty, nursing faculty, the young ones, is to say, how would you look at this? How would you do this from your perspective um, and from your um, experience on the units? You just came from units. How would you do this? Um, looking to the future, how would you do this? Because I've been around a long time, and yeah, I have a lot of experience, and yes, people should listen to that experience, but I can get into my same old, same old roles and not see other perspectives. And as you know, sometimes we, we like to stay in our little safe way of doing things. What worked before can work again. And that might not be the case. So that's a, a big, big deal for me is that I don't want nurses that are there to give up and tell nurses. I've heard them say to students, oh, why are you here? Why do you want to be a nurse? It's awful. That's sad. It is sad. It's really sad. We, we, have, to, we have to help those nurses too, not just the students, but the the nurses that are out there. I don't have all the answers to that. I do have um, other ideas for getting people to come to nursing, such as, you know, if, they're, if you're at a dead-end job or you're, you got a degree that you don't know what to do with, you can come back and just do nursing and actually make a difference in the world. There are part-times, there are full-times, there are fast-tracks, there are slow-tracks. And all of these things need to be offered to, to students because everyone has a different need. Um, it makes it a little tricky for us as educators sometimes, but we need to be flexible. Nursing education has not been flexible in the past, and we need to keep standards, and we need to keep safety, and we need to keep quality but we can do that in multiple ways. So as I heard you talk um, about supporting nurses, we don't do a lot with self-care. What advice would you give nurses about self-care? I really don't think they really understand what it means to do self-care. We talk about it, but I don't see us being role models to it, and neither do I see um, us practicing it. So help us out with that, Paula, today. Well, let's just do a practical example. Okay. 
Uh, my daughter-in-law is a librarian, but she gets a massage every month. Love it. And that is self-care. She has a child. She has a husband. She has work full-time. Um, but she takes that time out for that massage. And that's great. That's what we need to do as nurses. Take a time out for, it doesn't have to be a massage. You might not like massages. But for something that fulfills you. Um, I have uh, whatever, whatever that is. Going to a yoga class, uh, pottery, uh, something new that you haven't learned before. Um, that's what that's what I try to do is learn something new that I can find joy from that I'm learning. That's something that gives me pleasure. That's something that's wellness for me. All nurses need to take time for that. And I realize that there's a lot of hurdles with that. People have kids, they have families, they have work, but you can do a basic 15 minute to 30 minute hot bath and that's self-care. I think there was a commercial on TV where a mom was trying to take a bath. <laughs> I don't even remember what they were advertising, but the, she was in the bathtub and, and um, she was eating a cookie. I think it was for some kind of cookie. And um, her kid was knocking on the door, knocking, knocking, Mom, Mom, are you in there? And she went, this is Dad. <laughs> and I just remember that. She was taking time for herself, taking a hot bath for a few minutes, doing self, that self-care. So what I heard you say is the solution to this is taking time. We have to schedule taking time just like we schedule life except that we just schedule life for everybody else and not ourselves. So our key is to schedule taking time for ourselves and to be better to ourselves than we have been in the past. I, I think of it as beyond, beyond the moment and into self-care. What do you think? Did I get it? Did I get that right? You <laughs> Was that a nail? It? You nailed it, yes. <laughs> I would also add that Sometimes you, if you role model self-care, mm -hmm. you teach your family and other people that that's an important aspect of life, and then they learn to do it instead of, you know, you doing everything and that they grow up thinking that's what they have to do. And you just perpetuate that lack of self-care. That's, that's excellent. Paula, thank you so much for coming today. It has been a joy and a delight for you to come and chit-chat about nursing, self-care, being holistic, taking care of others, taking care of ourselves. Kudos to you for all that you do, and thank you for joining us today. And this is a PRN Moment for Nurses. <laughs>